Coming up on Money Beats, look at the week ahead. Usually the first Friday of every single month brings with it the jobs report. Well, this month, this March, it did not due to a scheduling quirk down at the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which means that this upcoming week, the highlight is, that's right, Friday, 8.30 a.m., March 10th, the jobs report. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome to Money Beats. Look at the week ahead. Paul Vigna, Stephen Grosser here in New York City. And calling in on the uh, telephone, Ben Lubsdorf from D.C. Ben, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. It was a, a big week last week. A lot of Fed speakers, a lot of politics, all that kind of stuff. This week ahead, uh, it seems much – the focus is much clearer, isn't it? Uh, that's right. It's all about the jobs report, as it usually is during a week when there's a jobs report. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and it's and it's a week late this time because of some timing issues related to the survey week. It, usually, it's the first Friday of the month. This week, this time, it's the second Friday. But we still we still like it. We still like the jobs report. Yeah. So so we're, we're used to it on the first Friday, eight thirty a.m. Now we get it on the tenth, but still not a big you know. I just want to know if you know all the speakers last week from the Fed have made it a bit. Anticlimactic. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, well, okay, that's a good point. But first, let's just talk about what do we expect out of this report, and then we can kind of pivot to what it means for the Fed. What do we expect out of this report, Ben? Uh, well, we're looking. Economists think it's going to be a pretty good jobs report. Uh, the consensus is that the payrolls number is going to come in at one hundred ninety-two thousand. Uh, that's down that's from. Good. January, which was 227,000, but that's still pretty good. It's a little basically above basically on trend. trend. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, the trend's been around 180 for the last year. Uh, this would be a little above that. Uh, economists think that the unemployment rate's going to tick down to 4.7 percent. Uh, it's been hovering at or below five uh, percent for more than a year now. So that's pretty much more of the same. And on wages, uh, economists think that we're going to see a 0.3% rise month on month. Uh, January, that was a weak spot in the January report. Uh, we thought that there was going to be hmm. potentially a pretty big rise in wages because there were all these minimum wage increases kicking in. Right. We didn't see that in January. We saw a 0.1% rise. But the economists think we're going to see a little bit of a pickup in February. That'll, you know, the other interesting thing, too, is you talk about that unemployment rate. I mean, it's just... It's impossible to forget how much President Trump really bashed that number when he was running. Now that he's the president and he can kind of take ownership of that number, I wonder if he'll feel a little little warmer about it. Uh, that, that's a good question, something to watch for. You know, there's a lot of criticism of the unemployment rate that's not capturing everything that's happening in right. the labor market. I think the folks who use it the most would acknowledge that it's definitely a limited tool. Uh but the president has called it phony yeah. Yeah. many times. Right, and right. Now it's his Labor Department that's putting out that data. And mm -hmm. So we'll be watching. And it carefully. looks good. So <laughs> And yeah. it looks really good. I mean, 4-6 unemployment rate is really good. And it's, you know, but it's also where it has been yeah, during the period while. where he's right. been calling it phony. Well, and, so. and it also, you know, to, to his criticism, uh, an unemployment rate that low, the economy should be booming. And it's not it's not booming. I mean, we're not falling into recession, but I mean, you know, the GDP growth rate is not hot. It's I mean, there there are legitimate criticisms about that unemployment rate. That's all I'm saying about that. I'm not trying to yeah. go on a tangent. Yeah, I mean, I think I think no one would say it's the only number that you should look at. Right, right. 
but uh, at the same time, I think if you ask many economists, what's the if you could only look at one number, which number would you pick? I bet they pick the unemployment rate. Yeah. So, so those numbers are. Uh, let's say they come in, you know, on on target, right? Those well, numbers. This gets back to my the, my question exactly, that's which where I is whether. To go, yeah. You know, last week we had, you know, the market's view of whether the Fed was going to move in March changed dramatically. The start of the week, it was, I think, the Fed Fund's future showed a 30% chance of a rate increase in March. And at the end of the week, it was up to 90%. Um, so does that. Does that make the jobs report a little less um, or a little more anticlimactic? I mean, other than a really, really bad sort of May, to, um, was it 2016 report um, that the Fed's probably going to move in March? I mean, I think that's fair. I think that, you know, before this uh, last week's series of speeches that really put March front and center, we might be thinking, you know, if we see a really strong report, that could put March on the table. Now it's the other way around. It would take a really, really bad report to take March off the table to derail a rate hike at this point, it seems. I don't know what that report would look like. Certainly, if we had an end to, you know, 76 straight months of job creation, that would probably <laughs> worry people if yeah. we got a negative reading on payrolls. Uh, but I don't know how low, how bad the report would have to be to derail it, given how much it's been set up. Uh, and the Fed has made clear, you know, they think that the trend, the break-even for payrolls, the sort of pace you need to have on job creation to keep up with population growth, that we've been exceeding that pretty comfortably. Yeah. So uh, it would have to be – I think you're right. It would have to be a pretty bad report. Isn't that to, number around like 100,000 to sort of yeah, keep up? Yeah, I think Jane Yellen said it's somewhere in the – I've seen 75 to 125. Okay. Economists have said 145. Whatever it is, and no one really knows for sure, right. it's it's certainly below where we've been. Yeah. And even a reading around 100 probably wouldn't panic no. people too much. And, and yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too. I mean, you talk about the trend. I mean, with these numbers, always you have to plug them into the larger trend. So even if it's a terrible one-month number – also, there's the revision aspect to it. Too. Right. It's hard to say that it would, you know, turn the Fed off. But not that we're trying to not keep you interested for next Friday when we do the live blog yeah. at 830 a.m. on WSJ.com, the Money Beat blog. Uh, you want to come there as we'll break down all the numbers for you live in real time. One of the questions, you know, were, you, were you all down in D.C. who cover the, you know, the economy and the Fed? Were you guys surprised by the sort of tone that the, all the Fed speakers seem to have um, in putting, you know, seemingly putting March on the table? Well, it is it is striking how deliberate it has seemed to be, you know, that mm -hmm. every speech has pretty much been pushing in the same direction and that they've really made a conscious effort, it seems, through their words to get those odds up that you were talking about, that we've gone from it being a possibility but not a likelihood to being a near certainty in just a few days. And it, it is... On the one hand, it's un, it, that is unusual. On the other hand, they pretty well telegraphed their moves so far in yeah. this mm -hmm. expansion. They've raised rates twice. Neither time, it wasn't a surprise either time. The one time it was sort of an open question what they would do, September 2015, uh, I think the odds were around 50%. They didn't go. Uh, they don't want to surprise markets. Yeah. And they... If they were already thinking that the economic data was pointing to a rate hike in March and they saw that markets didn't believe them, they certainly have turned that around 
to get people to think that yeah, now they are ready to go. But there hasn't been much of a change in the data over that over the last few days. Right. It's it's been them going out and trying to tell people, hey, this is going to happen. Yeah. All right. Listen, let's take a break there. We'll come back on the other side with more looking at the week ahead. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs, drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. Love tech? Dig gadgets? Then make tech news briefing from the Wall Street Journal a part of your day. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome back to Money Beat's Look at the Week Ahead. We're talking to Ben Lubsdorf down in D.C., one of our economics reporters. So, Ben, clearly the, the focus is going to be on the Fed report, on the Fed report, on the jobs report, but that doesn't come till Friday morning, 8.30 a.m. So what, what appetizers do we have on the, on the, um, the menu? Yeah, we got a lot of data coming out next week. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, this week. Um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you can pull back the curtain a little bit on that one. Yeah, um, but we, a lot, it, there's not a lot of marquee data coming out. No GDP, no ISM, no yeah. no durable goods, even durable goods. What we do have on Tuesday, we have the trade deficit, the January trade report. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a report that you know doesn't always get a lot of love, but given President Trump has made narrowing the trade deficit such a prominent part of his agenda, uh, I think we're going to see more attention to these reports going forward. Mm. Uh, he says he wants to get the trade deficit narrower to boost growth. Uh, it looks like from the early data on trading goods in January that the trade deficit's actually going to be widening. Not a huge surprise if you think that we're going to have, if we have stronger domestic demand, more people buying imports, right. uh, you have a strong dollar, that's going to make exports more expensive. Uh, not totally surprising. That, and a lot of economists think that the kind of policies, stimulus policies, deficit widening policies that President Trump has talked about would actually widen the trade deficit, not narrow it. But I think we'll be paying pretty close attention on Tuesday and going forward to those reports. All right. Well, that's good to know. The uh, the one coming up, I think it's on Wednesday, is productivity. Um, That's obviously been something, you know, economists and the Fed have been focused on um, and why that hasn't picked up and more. Um, What's your thoughts about, you know, how much we should be paying attention to that? Uh, well, this specific report, uh, economists don't think this is the revision to the fourth oh, okay. quarter data. So, it, the, it kind of, and economists don't think there's going to be a huge revision because GDP wasn't revised away yeah. from one nine. So, right. you wouldn't expect to see a big uh, change to the uh, productivity data. But I mean, productivity is really, really important, <laughs> and it's something that the Fed is watching, that policymakers are watching, because if you don't get productivity up then you're not going to get stronger economic growth. And when President Trump talks about 4% growth, that growth's got to come from somewhere. It's either got to come from more people working or from workers being more productive. And this is the piece of the puzzle that policy could affect, but we don't know how much or how quickly it could. So we'll definitely be watching those data going forward to see if when policy changes actually start happening. Right now, there's a lot of talk and not much action. Once stuff actually happens, I I mean on taxes and things like that, 
once we actually see policies getting rolled out, we'll be watching really closely to see what effects that has on growth and productivity. Yeah, and then just you know, uh, briefly because we gotta we gotta scoot out of the the newsroom here. Uh, you know, look, ADP's job report. ADP's jobs report on Wednesday, jobless claims on Thursday. Uh, the last jobless claims numbers were extremely low, so so keep an eye on that. Import and export prices also on Thursday, and there's really no uh, notable earnings reports on the calendar. I mean, there are companies reporting, but uh, you know, no offense to those companies. I mean, none of them are market moving, so uh, it is really we are through data. earnings season. We are through earnings season, and thank God for that. Uh, ben, thank you for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Yep, absolutely. And everyone, thank you for listening. We of course appreciate you coming to uh, spend a few minutes with us, and we'll catch up with you soon. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. Coming soon from the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts.